0: The Osbiers COB
1: is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, good day. Welcome to the COB for this Friday, and uh, Andrew joined by Scuddy.
0: Good to see you in person. It is good to see you in person as well, mate. And it's a novelty if you're going through the uh, the podcast on a Friday. Usually, it's I uh, no, not my duty, but uh, glad to go step up to the plate today. Well,
1: it gives you the chance to sum up the week. Interesting. Where did Santa go?
0: Oh, well, exactly. I shouldn't have written about it late last week, ever since I wrote about it. It's uh, been one-way traffic. But we have seen a little bit of a bid coming through today. And, of course, uh, look, you want me to sum up the week? Iron ore bid.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, iron ore's back. You look at uh, particularly the the majors there, what, Fortescue up close to four, BHP up more than two, Rio three. Uh, yeah, looking good. In fact, that's pulled the whole market higher as a result because we've got a bit of – bit of weakness in the financials uh, elsewhere. I'm just looking uh, in terms of the, the big players. CSL is uh, upper healthy, so close to 1%. But, uh, yeah, iron ore. So, Scotty, what's that based on then? You've know, sort of seen the story out of China. The big news this week was it looks as though it's actually pulling back those, those COVID restrictions. But, of course, still concern about the property market.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing. Uh, It looks like there's speculation around that we might go and see a further relaxation of some of those measures that we've seen that that have really acted to go and hit property demand and uh, the property sector in recent years and maybe looking to go and turn some of them around a little bit becoming a more supportive environment. I do question, though, whether we're likely to go and see back to the races and just uh, uh, a plethora of construction activity. I would have thought that if China is reopening, the one thing you want to go and do is stimulate via consumption so get people spending again on those lines it's the biggest part of the chinese economy harking back to relying on infrastructure and property is a little bit archaic and i'm not sure that's exactly where the government will want to go and take this longer term but look for the time being that's uh, that's where the narrative has been uh, written and uh, the markets responding accordingly
1: Elsewhere in the resources space, uh, lithium, yeah, continues to make waves. Uh, they, they mostly dropped today, uh, quite substantially, actually. And once again, Goldman Sachs in the play there. Uh, they brought out another note, uh, essentially with a couple of um, re-ratings on those stocks. And uh, I guess they're just questioning, you know, where – those uh, the mean prices are going and you know it's that supply-demand dynamic.
0: Yeah, it's really funny. Goldman Sachs releases a note and the markets think it's, oh, it's, yeah. it's gospel and everything else. I can't remember how many people I've spoken to. They said to me, oh, yeah, oh, look, lithium prices are undoubtedly going to come down. There's a supply response coming down the pipeline. All Goldie's wrote was, oh, yeah, prices are likely to go and fall into next year. It's like, well, isn't that just kind of reflecting what the fundamentals are? But that just shows you the other uh, marketplace at the moment. A lot of retail participation clearly in that space. And when narrative changes, when the other uh, tide turns, uh, it's all one way. And uh, for the time being, that is out.
1: Yeah, well, it appears Goldie's is gospel at the moment. We saw that earlier in the year, too, didn't we? Um, elsewhere in the resources space, um, well, I just know that actually, um, more broadly, uh, Blue Scope Steel. Um, those uh, civil cartel proceedings brought against uh, by the ACCC. So uh, a bit of a naughty behaviour there.
0: Yeah, and, uh, we'll see where that goes and lands. Uh, typically, you don't generally see too much of a market reaction when it's C, but uh, no, we'll see where it goes and pans out and uh, know whether it'll be defended. Uh, usually that's the case. We'll find out. <laughs>
1: Um, elsewhere, um, in resources, that battle for Warrego Energy. Interesting because, you know, I've had a, um, lots of players involved, of course. Beach Energy has now dropped out, pretty much surrendered its takeover um, yeah. battle for it, uh, which looks as though perhaps um, Hancock prospecting uh, Gina Reinhart's vehicle is actually, you know, in the in the box seat there to take it. But I guess you, do, you shouldn't discount... Um, the move by Strike Energy because I mean they've got a substantial holding there at the moment. Be interesting to see how they play this.
0: Yeah, play hardball. Will they go and uh, try and go and squeeze more out of the deal? I don't know how it will go and land, but certainly it looks like we're getting towards the final act. But uh, as we're seeing with so many other takeovers as well, I don't know. You can just point to a Link for one administration as one example. Uh, what looks like it will be a close a you know, close cut deal and done doesn't always go and play out that way. All
1: right, so. Um and uh, I've seen a bit of movement today too in the gold space. Once again, the gold price, very much contingent on the US dollar at the moment, it did uh, did fall back. Scotty, what's your view on the US dollar? Um, you know, this of course is ahead of the next Fed move. We'll get that next week, and before that, of course, we we'll get the latest reading on uh, on CPI and PPI.
0: US dollar has peaked. That's that's first and foremost. I think that you would find that. It's going to remain pretty strong for a long period of time. I know there's a lot of people who are getting excited about the prospects for Europe. Now they've got the energy prices back in some sort of realistic level. Uh, but it's still a very tedious situation there. And China, I know that's uh, the, pretty much been the death knell when it comes to that US dollar story. The Chinese yuan has been a big factor behind that recovery. Uh, we're seeing the currency that's also hit the US dollar. But don't expect we're going to see like, some pronounced uh, no fallback and everything else. I think uh, Dollar Smile I've written about in views in in recent weeks as well, that uh, it typically outperforms when the US economy is going well and in times of turmoil. And in a time when we're talking about recession here, there and everywhere next year, it's hard not to see the US dollar finding some kind of bid in that environment.
1: All right, another mover today was uh, Helios in the health space um, entered into an agreement uh, to sell its Montserrat Day hospitals uh, for uh, about $138 million. And that... uh, it made it our stock of the day. And we had uh, Luke Winchester from Area of the Capital and Claude Walker from Rich Life cast their eye over Helios. Let's see what that's say.
0: The last couple of years
1: have been a little bit, I won't say um, deliberately obtuse, but it's been difficult to really pass out the numbers as to how much COVID's really contributed to these guys. Um, I'd sort of come to some rough numbers of around you know, 60, 60%, maybe more EBITDA margins for the COVID testing. So massive profits, massive cash flow, and as I said, massive beneficiaries.
0: Look, Helios doesn't have a good track
1: record, and... and- Another bit of news today was also a CEO transition. Mm-hmm. I'm generally, uh, that generally skews me to the negative. So, for example, after a CEO transition, I might at least want to wait six months or a year before uh, going into the stock. All right, so essentially a hold from both on Helios. Scuddy. Let's look ahead then. I did mention, of course, the key event next week. I mean, it's big data-wise um, in the States. Uh, we get some more readings and the Fed meeting over two days, of course, where we'll reveal... their uh, their latest move on interest rates expected with a 50-point move.
0: Yeah. Uh, And then it'll be interesting to see how it's framed uh, when that goes and takes place. It would have to be either an incredibly hot number when it comes to CPI, which will be released 24 hours before that meeting starts. So we'll get that information in the very early hours of Wednesday morning, our time here on the East Coast. Uh, The Fed... Will they go down the path that we've seen with the Bank of Canada uh, and kind of signal that uh, it's willing to go and pause now and, uh, and assess? I don't think so. They've got to go and keep the, uh, the, the hammer down when it comes to keeping those financial conditions tight. But you just wonder, some of the market moves we've seen this week, you know, bond curves. Uh, you know, we've seen with crude prices, a lot of those recessionary indicators that have you know, really started going lit up. Uh, it does not bode well when it comes to the prospects next year.
1: All right. Uh, locally, too, get a little more detail from uh, the Reserve Bank. Uh, Philip Lowe's uh, speaking midweek. We'll also get those uh, Reserve Bank board minutes too. Um, this uh, course, yeah. But a pause now, naturally, given they don't meet in January.
0: Yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, I, I think that they're right at the end, or if not, I uh, know only a hike or so away from uh, from wrapping things up. We'll see what happens early in the new year. I know inflation is still very strong, but. Uh, just the impact on demand that's coming through the pipeline that we'll see in the next few months is going to be pretty uh, pretty dramatic. And a lot of people, whether they know it or not, are going to go and feel that impact. Also, remember next week as well, we're going to get uh, the unemployment uh, data, the labor force survey uh, last time for the year. So that'll be interesting. I'm going to have a good chat to powwow with, uh, with uh, Deutsche Bank about that uh, on the day. Hmm.
1: You get the sense that uh, equity investors are just, happy to sit on their hands until that meeting and then – they'll make their next move.
0: Yeah, then maybe the Santa rather can go and reassert itself. Well, that's generally generally the, the, generally, the middle of uh, December 3 to the early parts of January. That's when seasonally, it's that really strong period. We just, we just kicked off a bit earlier, obviously, with China reopening hopes and you know, pivots and pause, whatever you want to go and call it, uh, in the States from the Fed. That's been a pretty clear factor as well. But it's run a long way. But uh, those earnings risks that are manifesting themselves that a lot of people expect will come through the pipe, No, we'll find out. Uh, No, it's not going to be too long until we start getting earnings reports into January.
1: Yeah, in fact, I was speaking with Tim Mulholland from TJM this morning in regards to his outlook. He said that is the next year to drop earnings we Mm. haven't seen that yet yeah we had
0: a big multiple expansion over the last couple of months so it's all been driven by price and expectations for easier policy settings the earnings estimates have actually been going lower and uh, they'll be going dramatically lower we keep seeing the the weakness in the energy sector at this point in time as well so keep a close eye on that one but that's the next hurdle we'll have to overcome as investors
1: yeah if you're um, a regular watcher of the call, of course, you'd be well aware of Carl uh, um view on where the ASX 200 sits and his key levels that he's watching out for. Saying he's got to sell everything if it reaches 7600, he reckons it's still on track, and if not, late December possibly January.
0: Oh look, uh, living in Adelaide now full time, more often than not uh, rather than Sydney, I might just go and get across the Nullarbor once he's liquidated his portfolio. Uh, first shot on you, Carl. Pick it up.
1: Why not? All right. Well, look, um, I'm surprised actually, Scuddy, you've you've um, you've come to Sydney uh, over the weekend because there's a there's a game going on in uh, in Adelaide at the moment.
0: Yeah, I could have been at the Test today, but uh, not not to worry. I'm sure the Windies are going to put up a fight, hopefully. But uh, yeah, I might go and try and catch some of the Sydney Tester early in the new year.
1: Yeah, sounds good to me. All right. Well, enjoy the weekend, and we'll uh, do it all again next week. See you then,
0: brew right, mate. Cheers.